0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Margaret, good afternoon. Hello, Margaret. Um, okay, so Joe, I've never contacted uh, the show before, uh, okay. but kind of felt compelled to email Liveline yesterday evening after what I witnessed in town uh, in Dublin city centre yesterday afternoon. Um, it was so off, just by way of back. Yeah, it's, it was off Henry Street. It's it's north in the, the north side, but it's north, a very, Northern is Dublin, very, yeah. very busy yeah. street. Henry Street, Moor Street, that whole area, very very busy. What happened? So I've worked in Dublin City Centre in that area for a very long time, for okay. 20 years, and I have witnessed all sorts throughout that time, good and bad, um, but obviously a lot of antisocial behaviour there, people drunk in the mornings, people openly injecting themselves, um, ongoing drug dealing in on the streets, uh, people stealing in shops in front of me and so on, and it's something you actually get used to, uh, you mm-hmm. probably didn't have to, but I have to. <laughs> Um, but for some reason, what happened yesterday knocked me to six. Um, so uh, yesterday at about 12.15, I was walking down throughout that area, uh, towards kind of the Arnott's area. I was picking up a few Christmas gifts. Um, okay. So it's the, one of the main thoroughfares in, in Dublin, obviously, one of the main shopping districts. And was it um, just, and she, what, what, how busy was it after 12 yesterday? Was it teaming it or was, did, it was busy-ish, more, yeah. certainly more busy than it would be on Monday normally. Um, and that's obviously because it was December and yeah. uh, people were out doing, doing some Christmas shopping and, and so on. So certainly it was busy. It wasn't thronged, but it was busy. Okay, what yeah. I mean is that um, at the, um, you know, the bit of Christmas uh, market opens there on Henry Street itself. That's up, yeah. that's up and running, is it, with the cheeky charities and the selection boxes and the, yeah, the makeup? All of yeah, all that's going yeah, on. Great, yeah, so it's very, yeah. it's very busy. Okay, so you're, yes. so you're walking in that area, and what, and what did you witness? So I'm walking there at about 12.15 midday, just after midday. Um, I'm walking just towards, I suppose, Arnott's, um, mm-hmm. and to my right I see some sort of an altercation going on at a, a shop. And it was an older security guard at the shop. Okay. Um, like, he wasn't in particularly good shape, <laughs> Like as in he, he had a bit of weight on him, he wasn't some young muscular guy or anything like that. Uh, just a, 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 an older guy trying to do his job outside the street uh, and there was a man obstructing the entrance to his shop. Okay. Uh, so he asked him to move and I kind of stopped and a couple of people stopped um, and the guy suddenly just went, for want of a better word, ballistic. Um, so um, I just couldn't believe the violence that I witnessed thereafter. Um, against, the, uh, just to be clear, against the security guard. Against the, the security, security guard. The security guard was, was the victim. Security guard was completely. The assailant, the assailant went ballistic uh, uh, on on the security guard, who was on just who was just doing his job. He was just doing his job. Okay. And now, actually, now explain to me how this, what what you witnessed then with this this. So uh, what I what, well, what I witnessed then was obviously the assailant was under the influence of I would say. Uh, drugs, firstly, I would say alcohol, secondly, I would say a mixture of both. I, I don't know, yeah. but I couldn't believe what I saw. Uh, so he got up, he punched him in the eyes, first of all. The security guard was wearing glasses, oh. so he smashed his glasses. Oh my he then punched him in the nose, um, full force, and blood was coming everywhere. And oh. I'm actually very, very squeamish myself, so I, yeah. I, 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 um, uh, I'm not sure if his nose is broken. Then for third measures, he punched him again and kicked him and kicked him across the street. Now, luckily enough, it was a pedestrian street, 
So he didn't have an oncoming car to hit him or a truck. What do you mean, like Margaret? Just, just what do you mean? He, he kicked him across the street. Well, he kicked him in the stomach or, or whatever God. and punched him again. And the man at that point fell. Um, so he was lying flat on his back in the middle of that street. Yeah. Um, and um, so um, I went over to him and I said, well, I call you an ambulance, which was probably a stupid thing to say because the guy was concussed, I think. Um, and and so, blood everywhere, as you say. Yes. Yeah. So I, I tried to get my phone out and then another girl beside me had already rang emergency services right. and she was not from Ireland. She was, I think she was Brazilian actually. Uh, and she said to me, what street are we on? I told her the name of the street. It's Moore's, exactly. say it, say it, it's Moore's Street. Well, I was told actually no, by no, just, uh, we, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm moving on. I want, I want people to yeah, find sorry, out what it, happened it yesterday. Street, just, yeah. Yeah, it was Moore's just, Street. It's a very, there's yeah. thousands of people on that street. It's a busy well, street. I think I think the main point of the reason I rang in, Joe, was to make the point that this was the street that all this hassle happened on three yeah. years, uh, sorry, two weeks ago. And um, But your researcher told me not to say... Yeah, that's OK. Well, things have, things yeah. We've got a bit, okay. bit more information. OK, so it was Henry so. Street I was on, and it was Moore Street that was to the right of me, and it was Moore Street the altercation happened on. Um, I walked down... Uh, so Just feel for this. In, I just feel for this man. So do this I. man, so you say, in his, what, a, what age? By the way, it's just after 12 o'clock and you tell me this fellow was out of his head on drink and drugs. I would have said drugs more, I would say. Yeah, but at 12, well. 12, 12, 12 o'clock in the day, yeah. this man is doing his job in his 40s. He's not, He's as you said yourself, he's not a 22-year-old no. athlete or whatever. What age was yeah. the assailant? A couple of my friends asked me that and it's hard to tell because I would probably, if I looked at him without knowing, I would probably mm-hmm. say late 60s, but probably because he's had a hard life, he was probably maybe only late 50s. I don't know. Okay. But I tell you, he was very strong. <laughs> um, and was he bigger and than, was he bigger, stockier than the security man? He wouldn't have had as much weight on him, yeah. but he was taller and um, he he was more, he just had some and you were saying, you were saying when when he punched the security guard in the face. This is yesterday, broad daylight in Dublin broad city daylight, centre, yeah. just yeah. after just after midday. He, yeah. he, he, when he punched a man in the face, obviously he could see the man was wearing glasses. So mm-hmm. I presume he smashed his glasses into his face. Yes. He then punched him in the nose and the mouth. Yeah. Was there fr- and blood everywhere? Was there force in the punch from what you saw, Margaret? Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this guy sure, wasn't this guy this guy wasn't pushing this chap with the security man away saying leave me alone. This wasn't this wasn't in a, in a, a violent assault. A violent assault. In the middle um, of our capital city in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, yeah. And the fact that a foreign national had to like be well, called, it doesn't, I was well, to get it my phone. To, yeah, but it doesn't matter who who, who yeah, intervened. I know. Thank but God you like, intervened. Thank God that other person intervened. Did anyone yeah. else intervene? Yeah, in the end, uh, a couple of the local guys on Moore Street, um, you know, uh, came mm. up and said, uh, come on, buddy, let, 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 let's let's leave it, let's leave it. Uh, you know, and they kind of pulled him back a bit. And then oh, sorry, pulled who back? Pulled the assailants back. Oh, God. So they, when they said, come on, buddy, they were saying this to the, to the attacker? Yes, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was very good at them, yeah. Come on, buddy. <laughs> and you reckon they were his buddies? Well, well, that's what I was told when I finally left okay. the street. A couple of them came up to me and said, 
Uh, it's all kicking off here again now, isn't it? It's kind of just accepted now around uh, that area. Okay. And, uh, and Margaret, how long How long did you stay with the man for? He's on the I ground. I stayed with him, yeah. I, I, so I went over to him straight away and um, I put his head on my kind of lap and because uh, he, was, he was in, like, he was totally disorientated. Yeah. He was bleeding. And um, I said, I'm going to call you an ambulance. Then that other girl had done it. Yeah. Um, so I stayed with him. And then finally, the uh, people who worked in the shop, his colleagues basically, yeah. came out and brought him in. And, and was he saying anything, anything to you as you were cradling no. him on your lap? No, no. He, and was, ha- he, he was so shocked, I think, and so, so oh, in God. pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where did the attacker go? That's exactly it. He ran straight away when he knew that the, the cops were called. Well, he, was, he, um, he, was, he ran. He wasn't Elvis said that much. He was able to run. Yeah, but I suppose what were they going to do with him anyway? Um, y- you know, uh, I, 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 suggest, I, I would be guessing he was homeless. Um, and, mm. like, I, I don't know. Well, but, the, um, see, in... in as as all the home, homeless charities tell us, there's no one, nobody, and and tragically, it's after happening yesterday with these asylum seekers. And I'd love to know where, where, where they where they're expected to go with their tents and their their few bob. But the, all the homeless charities say, and they, up to including yesterday, there's no need for anyone. Hopefully, the asylum seekers can be helped tonight. There's no need for anyone in Dublin to be to be sleeping. I know the phrase is used, homeless. What it means invariably is that they're in temporary accommodation. Mm. So, like he's not sleeping, he's not sleeping on the streets unless by choice, and a bit by choice can can mean there's a, a whole complexity of problems which is, can be very very hard to do to deal with, and you can't blame anyone, including the person themselves, from that. But you anyway, you can't he, blame anyone. But yeah. I think also, you know, you can't sort it out either by bringing him to court or bringing him to prison. But I think if there were guards on the street. It's a preventative measure, and there weren't, and that was what really annoyed me okay. as well. So the so guards are the, gar- the guards are phoned, and remember, just for listeners, we're talking to Margaret. She was she walks in around Moor Street, Henry Street. Was there yesterday, just after twelve fifteen, and there's a security man in his forties, um, mm-hmm. and he was trying to uh, get someone out of the premises he was guarding, and this person turned on him, punched him in the face, breaking his glasses, punched him in the nose and mouth, draw blood everywhere as as Margaret said kicked him to the ground and then mm-hmm. kicked him when he did he kick him when he was on the ground uh, yeah okay. well, what he kept saying was does anyone want more do you want more he kept saying to the security guard who's now lying on the, the street um, and when I went over he said to me do you want some and so on and oh, I didn't know if he had a knife or anything like that did he threaten but, to, like, sorry hang on did he threaten to attack you as well well, more or less. He said, who wants more? And he said, do you want, do you want some? And he was, um, you know, he, he like, what I'm was quite When he's shouting at you. <laughs> I'm a brave girl. But I know, no, no, no. But, well, you're braver than <laughs> I am. When he, when, he, when he was standing there saying, who wants more? Was he, what, what, what was his demeanour? What position was he standing in? He had his two hands clenched up, like in that's the what air. I mean. and well, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, that's a threat now, Margaret. I don't think we'd. I don't think any judge would argue about that. That is. That is a threat. How long did you stay with the man on the ground? I stayed with him until his colleagues came in from the shop and brought him inside. What's that? Ten, um, five minutes, ten minutes. About seven minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah. done. And uh, ambulance guardie. 
they were on their way. Uh, again, I walked down Henry Street then. I did not see one guard on the way down to Henry Street. So I came back. Now that I'm allowed to talk about where I was, because yeah. I was told by a researcher not to. Okay, I walked said, back through yeah. North Earl Street. I walked back through um, Talbot Street, you know, down towards the eye of the sea area where okay. I worked. Uh, there was not one guard okay. on, um, uh, on, on patrol. So, hang on. You walked off Moore Street onto Henry Street. You crossed at the mm-hmm. Spire. Mm-hmm. Surely there's Gardaí or there's a command vehicle now. There genuinely wasn't. There wasn't, okay. honestly. You walk I, down, I, hang on, you walk down North Isle Street, past Guyanese, yeah. past uh, Sports yeah, Direct. Past yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. You, then you walk on to Talbot Street, past all the, va- exactly. the vaping shops and yeah. various. And I, I noticed two of the pharmacies in, I was in Talbot Street the other night, two of the pharmacies, I think they're called Active Health, a great brand, Two of the pharmacies have actually shut down in Talbot Street yeah. and moved. And they have, yeah. They've moved. I don't know what, what, what. I'd love to hear from them why, why that had to happen. But anyway, so you walk down Talbot Street, which is a long street, uh, mm-hmm. down towards Gardner Street. Did you see a guard on that stretch? Not one. And I specifically looked. And then okay. I went back to my office and I said it to a couple of colleagues. And they said to me, they just won't go out, the guys from Store Street. And um, they said, would you? And I said, well, it's well, not my yeah, job. It's not your job, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Margaret, the, um, other, the other thing you, say, you said was at the start, and I want to remind listeners of this, that you've been, you've been walking through town for many years. 20 plus, 20. yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, did you not tell me earlier this is the worst single, single attack? Obviously other things happen, but this is the worst, the most violent attack you've ever witnessed. Certainly for me it was, yes. Okay. I've seen massive antisocial behaviour. My car has been... You know, windows have been smashed in it. Uh, I've had left a bag down for two minutes. It's been robbed in a co- coffee shop yeah, at that yeah. side of town. All those sort of things, but but nothing like that major. Well, that's, but that's when I saw that horrific. yesterday, I, I was actually very, very shook. I have to be honest, I yeah, was. Yeah. And I didn't expect to be because I thought I, I'd seen it all at this point. But uh, so the two two things annoyed me. It was that that happened to that poor man. But then the second thing was that there was no guard the presence on the street, particularly against the background of what happened two weeks yeah. ago and what's going on in, 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 in that part of town. There was not a guard to be seen. And I'm telling you the truth when I say that. OK, and did you at any stage, Margaret, hear a siren making its way towards Moore Street, Henry Street? I no, there was a guard, a car left. being alerted. Not, not by the time I left, which was okay. about 10 minutes later, yeah. And you're, you're clear happened. that one of the group that were shocked by this uh, episode actually did ring the guardie, the emergency service. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she yeah. was on it before me, so okay, I went with okay. her and gave her... Now, have we any idea how that poor man is, the victim? Apart from being I shook, obviously. Because uh, I would say he's very shook, but I would say he's uh, not in a critical condition or anything yeah, okay. like that. Thank no, God, no, thank no, God, yeah, thank God, yeah, yeah, thank God. Yeah. Because at least those guys did intervene in the end on Moore Street, like the, the kind of locals, and they pulled him off and whatever. I would say if they hadn't, maybe it would have been different, you know. But it shouldn't be them doing it. It should be, there should be a guard of the presence on that part of town, you know. And there wasn't. Well, and we that's, t- it, it, well we're told there is. There wasn't because I was there. I know, and I completely believe you. God, I'm not your your own eyes. And it was daylight. It's not as if it was dark and you mightn't be able Mm -hmm. to see them. But as we know, the 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 day after November 23 riots, there was massive guard of presence in um, in 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 city centre. And but anyway, but I just I just hope that man is okay. To to um. 
to be beaten up like that, doing your job. Doing your job, yeah. And, no, and, that's and, not, not that we, not that we would know, not that you would know or I would know. But I presume the security man got a shock when this fella started punching him straight in the face, smashing oh, his did. glasses. Yeah, yeah. Sure, he couldn't even speak to me when I asked him, should I get him an ambulance? He, he was just like shaking, like in the middle of the road, like. And um, of course, the other guy just walks away and uh, not a guard to be seen. And it just really annoyed me. So that's why I just texted uh, Liveline when I came home, because I thought, mm. what else will I do? <laughs> We might get it out here, what's going on in Dublin city centre, because it is a lovely town and such great, mm-hmm. like, you know, I've worked there for such a long time. No, the truth, the, the truth has to be, if that's, that, yeah. that, is your, that is your truth. But I, I, yeah. I, I, I take it, I know the point you're making, oh, what's the point of bringing them to court? Mm. But they have to, like, there has to be justice. There has to be, for that man, there has to be some, some uh, calling it to account for the person who um, actually attacked them. Do you follow me? I do, yeah, but it's the same thing when you get the Lewis in in the morning, I get the red line Lewis. Uh, people get honest, they don't pay, they don't care, they, hmm. you know, like they're drunk, they're injecting themselves on the Lewis and uh, the, the inspectors come on and they go to me and they go to my friends and they check our tickets, which are like, you know, always valid. They don't go near them. Because what's yeah. the point? <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It, it's a difficult one to handle. And I, but I think well, well, and, I, and I also take, completely take on board, Margaret, what you say is, what, what you say, th- you, you, you presume the man survived. We would have heard about it otherwise. Ah, no, no, but I was just, but he got a terrible hiding. He did, yeah, And I'm, I remind, there's a case, there was a case that was dealt with yesterday uh, in court, the Central Criminal Court. Two brothers, Ian and Daniel Conaghan, 34 and 43. 34 I it, and yeah, 43. They, killed your man, yeah. they, they, yeah. they savagely attacked yeah. this yeah. man, uh, Mr. Mulvey. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone in that area, and I know that area a little bit, describes him as, as the gentlest. He was a small, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't a big tall man. Mick, Mick he Mulvey was not. Yeah. Yeah. And he was yeah. subsequently beaten, uh, kicked on the ground. And yeah. okay, like that security man yesterday. Yesterday, he got up and mm-hmm. uh, went into the halfway house and uh, his partner, who apparently is an incredible, incredible woman, God, God help her now, Pauline, Pauline Matthews. Um, and he, he insisted, I'm not going to hospital, I'd be grand. Mm. And he died yeah. 10 days later from his injuries. Yeah. So these guys, yeah. these guys, the judge described it as a, as a cowardly, a cowardly Paul Burns, just as Paul Burns described it as a cowardly attack. Yet, yet. That man is dead. Yeah, and, be, uh, him, yeah. And, and between them, they got, I think one got seven years. And um, one got five, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll read out the, the actual sentence down in a, in a few minutes. But um, da- Daniel, you're right. You're up to speed, Margaret. Daniel Connor got five years. Oh, I read it last night. With the, with the, final, yeah. the final year suspended. So he'll do four. Mm-hmm. And then he'll, he'll probably do three with, with good behaviour. Um, and the the other his his um, brother uh, got a different sentence, um, but 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 um, it was a slightly longer sentence as well. But that's what they got for killing. But well, for killing a man. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Who died? Yeah, but I anyway, know. don't stay there, Margaret, if you would, please, because I, I think yeah. that I think your description is one of the most, uh, uh, tragically, is one of the most powerful descriptions of that wanton, uh, unprovoked violence that people in Dublin City, uh, when we know it's a minority, a city centre mm-hmm. business beyond us, it's, it's a minority. We we all know that, but the stories, there's too many stories. There's too many yeah, stories. Yeah. Um, Donald Killalay, Donald. Yep, hi, how are you? Who do you work with and what have you seen? Uh, I work with a homeless charity, um, Joe. We, we, we walk the streets uh, most nights and I, I do a Tuesday night. We pull a, we pull a trolley with hot meals and tea and coffee around the streets. Um, and we do a route, we do a circuitous route around Pier Street, up around Trinity, up Grafton, down Dawson, and land up going across the Connell Bridge down Westmoreland Street. And in particular... The reason I wrote in was that last Tuesday, which was five days after the riot, we did that route, um, and I expected to see a large guard of presence. Mm-hmm. There wasn't one guard on O'Connell Street all the way up to the GPO down Westmoreland Street. Now, there were 10 guards in blue overalls standing at the top of Grafton Street. I'm not sure what they were doing up there. Um, but there wasn't one uniform walking the streets mm-hmm. at all. And we went all the way down to GPO, and uh, to give some food and, and tea and coffee to some of the homeless people down there. There, wasn't, there, there was nobody on the street, no uniform at all. But uh, I, take, I take that point, but when Margaret rang the guards or her colleague uh, yeah. witnessed a savage attack in broad daylight, there wasn't a guard running around the corner or coming around on a bicycle <laughs> or a horse or a police car. They were they, and she walked all the way down Talbot Street. Didn't hear any guard activity. What? But so it was my yeah. question, Donald, is: Was there a menacing attitude on the? Or sorry, a menacing atmosphere on the streets? There wasn't last Tuesday because a lot of the the young lads or thugs that are normally on the corner of O'Connell Street and Westmoreland Street weren't there. But in previous weeks, they are there. What are they doing menacing away? How do they menace? Well, they, they're either dealing. We've seen them dealing. I've seen, okay. seen them dealing. Or six, seven weeks ago, they, they were fighting amongst themselves. One tried to throw another fellow um, into the Liffey, um, and he fought back, and there was a, there was a punch-up. Um, and then yeah. one of the other volunteers I was with phoned the guards, um, but he was put on hold. Um, and um, we didn't get... It, it, it all stopped, and eventually we found two guards who were walking down from Pierce Street, and we told them about it. Um, but there was no sirens, there was no presence, there was nothing on the streets. There never is. Well, there has to yeah. well, Margaret, there has to be. Where are the guards? Uh, anyway, no, well, uh, I, I don't know. I know that I work uh, in the IFC, which is near Store Street, yeah. the station, which has to be one of the... Like, busiest. It is the busiest. It's, it's the busiest in the country, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I see people on Buckbridge on like all of the like mm-hmm. openly dealing drugs every single yeah. day. And I've seen cops in twos, probably young guys, young girls, and they literally just walk by them. Like they, they, they don't have, uh, I think they don't have what they need to have, like to be able to apprehend these Training. people, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, I, well, I'm not, okay. Well, it's not a training. Yeah. Okay, I stay, stay with us. Margaret's on the line. Donald Killalay, Margaret witnessed a savage attack 
just shortly before this time yesterday on, in Moore Street in Dublin. We'd love to know how that poor man is, just even, obviously, we respect his anonymity, but um, just hopefully, hopefully he's okay. Um, and the, our numbers are joe with rt.ie's email 51551 is the text 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815 And uh, Joe at rt.ie were talking about unfortunately uh, yesterday in Dublin city centre at uh, just after midday um, and a savage attack that Margaret witnessed. But more importantly, she's saying she did not see this guard of presence that we've been told about. And she's saying it that she's using her own eyes. So unless all the guard are undercover, um, she is telling us exactly what you saw. Paul Madden is in swords. Hello, Paul, Joe. How Paul, are you? You worked, in, you worked as a security. I did, did Joe. I worked back in the 80s and the 90s in all, all the shops. I worked on most of the shops in Henry Street. I worked for it and grew for it in the 80s, okay? Late yeah. 80s, mid 80s. And it's disgraceful what happened to that poor man there yesterday. A man uh, go, going in to do his job, probably only starting a shift, maybe doing a nine hour shift. And for the, he, and I'd say that that man, maybe the, the manager in the shop asked him to go out and move that. Rag or whoever he is. No, and it's just it, 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 it's totally disgraceful, Joe. There's no guards around anywhere. I wouldn't even go into town myself now. And I'm so I'm sixty sixty six now, and I'd be afraid of my life going into town now. And, and we you, all uh, had a great. But are you saying in the eighties, in the eighties and nineties, when you were were you on security at the shops, you didn't witness that? That's all. No, nothing. Maybe once in the blue moon, something like that might kick off or something like that. We had plenty of backup, Joe. We all had back-to-back radios. All the shops, we had ADT. There was lots from Group 4. There was lots from other companies as well. There could be about 50 of us that we know exactly what's going on. All we had was a bit of shoplifters going around. And they were mostly clowns, you know. But I'm mostly concerned about that man's safety there yesterday. I'm horrified to hear what happened to him. And his poor family... And he's going into work and, and the government. What's the government doing about it, Joe? I mean, the riots there that going back last week, that was horrendous. But this thing going in and uh, starting your job, starting your shift. Well, if we're, just, if we're, we're judging, what we are hearing, Paul, as you are, we're hearing the shock that Margaret's in and she wasn't the victim, she was a witness. Trying yeah, to help. Exactly. And well, Margaret, like, I'll tell you what. Margaret, Margaret, yeah, go ahead, Margaret. First of all, it was the shock at seeing that violence, right? Yeah. Because, uh, believe it or not, working in, like, around that area for 20 years, I actually genuinely haven't seen it myself. But um, to see someone being punched that badly, kicked that badly, blood coming everywhere. Um, but secondly, what really irated me as well was just the lack of a guard of presence in the most toughest part of Dublin, um, and, you know, a part of Dublin that has clearly, against the background of two weeks ago, um, I mean, like, it, it was just crazy that there was no guards around. And yeah. that was, okay. it was up to some Okay, more, more, from... more, more witnesses, Margaret. 5155, Joe at RT.ie. David Cahill, David, you were in, you were in, Dublin, you were in Dublin City Centre yesterday. What, did, was, what Joe, did you uh, see or not see? Well, I, I, I just want to reiterate uh, what your, your caller has said there, um, 
Like, I was absolutely astonished yesterday when I went to the city centre. Now, I rarely go in because it's just not a safe place to be. It's not a nice city centre to be in anymore, from what I see, especially since COVID. But I walked um, from Talbot Street, Amy um, Street, Talbot Street, North Earl Street, O'Connell Street, Parnell Street. I was around town for around an hour and a half, two hours, and walked back that similar route, and I did not see one guard at the whole time. Now, I was deliberately looking out to see if I could yeah, notice but, but David, a presence. But, David, did you see menace? I did. I have to be honest with you. Well, explain. You. Well, describe that to me, so please. Well, I mean, walking down Talbot Street, for example, um, and I haven't been in in months and months, deliberately because it's just not a safe place to be. But walking down Talbot Street, the first image I had was of a guy sitting uh, on a bench uh, drinking. Then the next image what, was... What, now what's, uh, what time are we talking about? Um, I would say around 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. 11, 12 o'clock. The next image was of two sleeping bags. I think there was a guy in the sleeping bag, but I just am okay. not sure. And that, that was just strewn, strewn across the footpath. You pretty much had to go around it. Then I walked on another 100 metres uh, before you get to the, the junction of Gardner Street. And there was three young fellas. And like they were, you know, late teens from what I could see. Mm-hmm. One was on a bicycle in the hoodies. They were just leaning against the wall. And I mean, anybody that was going to walk by them, you couldn't but notice them and think, right, well, Jesus, what are these fellas up to? Because they didn't look like they were there to help anyone. Um, they looked like they were up to no good, in my opinion. And then walking on down to Talbot Street, onto North Earl Street, and I said, okay, I haven't seen a guard at that whole direction. Surely I'll see a guard on O'Connell Street. At the GPL, at the Spire. Yeah, I, I was really shocked because after what's happened over the last number of weeks and months, well, there's a guard. Um, well, there's know, a, hang on. There, there was a guard. There's a guard station on uh, O'Connell Street up towards the Gresham. Where is that gone? Uh, and f- funny enough, that's it's still the there. Because when I, when I was walking down the street, I looked across at it, and it's it's got some sign saying the guard for tourists or something along that line. And I said to myself, what a waste of time that is, and a waste of money when there's no presence. Like there was no guard at all. So, like, Helen McEntee and all these politicians talking about, like, how they're putting guarded boots in the ground. That's rubbish from what I saw yesterday. And the guardy tell us there, there are boots on the ground. But, uh, Col- well, I can Col- tell you there are. Jim. Okay, cool. uh, Colleen McCarthy, is that correct? Colleen? No, sorry, it's Colleen McCarthy. Colleen, my mistake, Colleen. No problem. I'm so I'm so used to uh, Colleen Rooney. Uh, Colleen, Colleen, what a beautiful name, Colleen. Okay, this Thank this you. is difficult. You're a tour guide. What do you yeah. think of Dublin, Colleen? Well, um, sadly, I no longer feel that I can do my job uh, because um, I just don't find that. Dublin is an attractive place to guide people around. I mean, it, you know, right up to 2019, it was fabulous and every I tend to work solely with Americans and they're just so full of enthusiasm about everything to do with Ireland and you know everything was you know lovely but since Covid I have to say um, it has been really sad the way the city has just gone to rack and ruin and I can't you know I find myself walking through certain streets I have a very specific route that I take and I only want people to see the nicest parts of the city Mm Obviously, because that's my job. Yeah, great. And yeah. it's become more and more difficult to find um, any street that you're not going to see somebody shooting okay. up drugs, um, you know, in a doorway or sleeping rough or, you know, so it's not what you want, how you want to, you know, to sell the country to people. Nobody, nobody, apart from anything else, 
Nobody wants anyone sleeping rough in this weather. No, nobody. And I know not. there was not extra there was extra beds yeah. opened yesterday uh, to make to make sure no one would have to sleep in the open air. Now I'd love to know I, if someone can help me. Where are those uh, asylum seekers going who are given tents and told? I, are they told to go to one I have spot? No idea. That's no. terrible, terrible. Uh, Cooleen, uh, okay, you were in town. Uh, last Friday um, evening yeah, at five PM. Last Friday, take take yeah. us take us on your journey. Well, I just decided, you know, I hadn't gone in since um, the riots, and I suddenly just had a little, you know, talking to myself. I said, "Now, come on, this is not their city; it's all our city." So I'm going back in, yeah. and I went in. I just took the Lewis, the Green Line to Stevens Green, and I, I was um, expecting to see, you know, evidence of some Garthy around the place I, and mm-hmm. I walked the whole way down Grafton Street I walked up Wicklow Street I walked around that general area Georgia Street you know at Paris Court Townhouse Centre and back up Grafton Street um, I did uh, South King Street that area I didn't see one single guard for the entire time and were you and lo- I, I, I don't mean to interrogate you Cooleen, no. but were you looking for a guard would you I was I was the, actually uh, kind of it was almost like I was on a recce for reassurance okay. I was kind of saying I'm just going to see if this whole thing about this increased guard the presence is for real or not and in, you know from my experience it isn't so you know no. that's the thing uh, that's so dis- so depressing and are you really clear you're, you're clear in saying you've given you've stopped being a tour guide in Dublin well I mean as it happens it's the quiet season yeah. for tour guides so you know for the foreseeable future I mean I, I don't want to give up my job I absolutely love my job I've been doing it for 10 years and it's absolutely you know my passion it's so much fun and mm-hmm. you know but when you can't walk around the city um, with any pride, you know, it's just, it's changed my, you know, my perspective on everything. It's changed how I feel about Dublin. And obviously that impacts hugely on how I do my job, you know. So it's just, and not only that, I have to say, it's also because I don't feel safe. Um, and I have young, I have not young children, I have older children, but I don't, feel safe about them going into the city centre. I'm mm. terrified when I think of them going socialising. Um, you know, so I, I, I mean, it's for every reason, every aspect of my life, to be honest with you. That's something I have written to the minister. I've written to the Taoiseach. I have written to the head of Dublin City Council. I haven't been quiet about it, but to no avail, unfortunately. And then on the well, other Joe, hand... Can I ask you a question? Yes, who's that, David or Donald? David, David yeah. yeah Joe, David. Look, I, I mean, we hear all the time about how uh, Helen McEntee has to be accountable and how mm-hmm. um, there aren't enough resources and the guards. And uh, obviously it's a tough job, but like, I just can't understand why there can't be just a handful of guards to be visible and be seen. Yeah. And why isn't the, the, the guy, like the sergeants or whoever are, are in charge of Store Street, Pier Street, all these bigger stations in Dublin, why aren't they accountable? Like, why is it always being pushed back on Helen McEntee? And, like, okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that she's doing everything right because she's not, obviously, in my opinion. Um, but as regards to the stations themselves, like, there, sh- there should be accountability. And why isn't there... Where they've, they've command and control vehicles. So, like, Winnebago's, they, they sit up in the Phoenix Park. The, but one of them was parked for a good while there opposite the GPO. But it was a presence. It was a presence. And they've, they shoot up CCTV cameras out of the... The, the, the canopy, so to speak. But even where are they in terms of visibility, in terms of reassurance? Donald, 5151 Joe at rt.ie. Uh, Donald, good afternoon. Good, 
Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Oh, good. I'm very disappointed to hear so much is still the same or even worse in Dublin City. I thought there'd be an improvement. I loved Dublin City. I lived down in Tipperary. Yeah, so I do I. We still city. do. We still do. It's a great city. <laughs> but I don't feel safe. I, had to only, mm. I only go to Dublin when I have to go for medical appointments. And I'll just tell you, the day before the riots, I was in Dublin, went up by train. And I'm sad to say the only place I felt safe was at the railway station. There were three pairs of rail security people, very visible and very active around the Houston mm-hmm. station. Got on the loose and got in and made my way to buses and all that. But it was so dreary. And to see people sleeping in the doorways at 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was very dreary. And uh, on tours, you know, the, the, from O'Connell Bridge to Store Street or Osaurus, mm. I think it's Target Street, is it? And uh, it was very, very dreary. Now, I looked out for guards. And I didn't see a patrol car or a guard from the mm. t- time I left here in the morning until I came back at six o'clock that evening. Okay. And uh, I understand uh, from talking to other guys, they're, they're under-resourced. They're not there. They're retiring at 50, maybe. And uh, the one, the young ones uh, I, I meet or talk to them, they're all enthusiastic about the job and they love it for yeah, two or yeah. three years. And it's, a, and it's a good it's, older. it's a good job it's a good job and and it's a great yeah, and the civic, young people are very yeah. In, yeah very enthusiastic young people going out there yeah and uh, i meet the older guys oh i can't wait for the day five years time when i can retire morale is very low i think it's the lowest since the present commissioner took over yeah, but I, don't, I don't know what, i don't low. know yeah but i don't know what those phrases actually mean i don't know how you measure you measure the, on the on, uh, on the one hand there was a report on the front page of the Irish Times last week that Gardaí would overtime there. Now the problem is tax taxation, but Gardaí yeah. were were on average uh, one thousand five hundred euro a week. So on the, and about time they were paid properly too. Um, but mm-hmm. but I, I I I don't know how you measure I don't know how you measure morale. That is the problem. I, I don't know what. What measurement that is? Stay, stay with us, Donald. I need to take a break. Joe at RT.ie. 51551 is our text number. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Maura, good afternoon, Maura. You're, to, you're listening to Margaret and the other callers about Dublin, the capital city of Ireland, and what happened at midday yesterday in Moore Street. Uh, your point, please, Maura. Hi, um, yes, I'm a resident in the city centre and mm-hmm. I just want to reiterate what your last caller was saying. There are no Garda presence in the city centre. OK, there's no phone, there's no phone line presence either. Is your phone gone then, Margaret? OK. We'll Hello, and, can yeah, you come hear back. me? Here you are, yes. Sorry, you just said, sorry. You just said there's no Garda presence uh, in the city centre, which the Garda are saying is just completely and totally untrue. We don't provide specific details. Uh, the allocation of resources managed to ensure effective policing and public safety. Now, whether at 12 o'clock yesterday all the Garda had been uh, deployed to Dáil Éireann, which Monday, so that wasn't city, um... They might have been called elsewhere, but anyway, Maury, you you continue to make your observations, please. Yeah, well, as I said, I'm a resident in the city centre, and I'm out most mornings, every morning, Monday to Friday, for work, and I come home in the afternoon, 
And I have very rarely seen a Gardaí. I did after the riots, but not now. Okay, when you say now, you mean the last few days? Yes, the last few days. Okay, now... And weekends or midweek, I don't see any Gardaí present on the street. And how long have you been living in Dublin city centre, Maura? Over 30 years now. Okay. And do you feel less safe, more safe, or as safe as you always felt? No, very, very. Uh, I do not feel safe at all. Why? Safe, Why? Is there say. any one reason or any set of reasons? Because the people that are causing these this harmful behaviour are not afraid of anybody. So, um, you know, you're walking along and you have to be aware of your presence and see what's going on in the area because, and just, you mm-hmm. walk away, I I would say, just get out of that area if something kicks off. Okay. It's a pretty, say, say with us more, and Margaret's still there. Rachel, good afternoon, Rachel. Joe at rt.ie 51551 is our text. Rachel. How you doing? Um, <clears throat> first of all, my sympathies to the man who was attacked yeah, um, yesterday. It was just awful. But I do feel like there's a big fat elephant in the room and nobody's talking about it. Um, like if you have a broken leg and you put an ice pack on it, it's not going to fix the broken leg. You're going to have hairline fractures everywhere throughout society if we don't fix the root cause of what's going on. And in my opinion, it's policies. <laughs> it's policies that keep this society fractured. These kids are disenfranchised. These addicts are disenfranchised. The police are disenfranchised. Nobody's getting paid enough. Nobody's getting supported. The the funding is going elsewhere. We're able to give massive amount of funding to blood sports. We're able to give massive amount of funding to gambling uh, franchises. Like and and then there's people sleeping on the streets. The problem is the government. The problem is the, the policies. The problem is the totalitarianism of our government. Hang that, on, hang on. And Rachel, that, Rachel, we do not live. Oh, come on. No, no don't, 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 don't come on me. No, don't start. Support, don't you start. always support uh, okay. this, this element where we, so we, we do not live. We, we do not live. To, we do not live in a totalitarian state. Let's keep, no, the, but, let's uh, but, keep the discussion you know real. It could absolutely we do not go that live. way. If, if we it do, hasn't if we gone, it hasn't gone that way and it will not go that way. There's too many decent people. There's too many decent people in this country. Those decent people are not being supported. If we do not put money into prevention rather than looking at the output, looking at the 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 behaviour is a symptom of the cause. If you don't address the cause then you're not going to address the behaviour. So you can bitch about the, the police all you want and give out about all of these addicts if you want, but all of these addicts have a, no, no, a, no, an, no, an origin no, of, nobody, of no, behaviour. No, nobody, nobody has been talking about drug addicts. It wasn't drug addicts or people who were unwell who, who wrecked the city on November 23. Did you see the, the images of them? No. Did you see the images of the people? Did you see the images of the disenfranchised poor young people you're talking about? In their Canada goose jackets. No, Did you okay, see but them? what I'm saying is when you create this atmosphere, politically you create an atmosphere by not supporting the, the Have you been around have you been city. around the North Inner City lately? Of course. Have I you have. seen the I'm new terrifying. have you seen have you have you have you seen the new primary care centre in Summerhill? Have you seen it's the new terrifying. 
The new primary care centre in Summerhill, the biggest in the country, incredible, and rightly so, incredible facilities. Have you seen the new uh, uh, apartments built by Dublin City Council in that area? Uh, Magnificent. Look, here, have you seen? Uh, Joe, no, no, no. This is this is this is this is this is reality. That, but it's this not is, enough. I know. It's I call, enough. It'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. You know, it'll never be I, enough. I, we're also but not it doesn't looking justify. at the ableism it doesn't, within the system. So you hang on a minute. Let me speak because this, you know, you. You've invited me on to speak to the show, to your show. You're, like the, the policies aren't addressing ableism in the system. All of these people that are disenfranchised, I'm not making an excuse for them, but there's a huge undertone of trauma, generations of trauma that are going back, generations and generations. And then we have systems in place that, you know, I have a friend who has two boys who are disabled and they get a letter in to ask them to go for an interview like, one of these boys can't speak to go for an interview to see if he can get back to work. Like, are you kidding me? He's 20 years of age with a disability. Like, there's those kind of things, like, really fractured systems in place where one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. There's there's, there's real fractures, and that's the elephant in the room. Nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about the output of behaviour, and nobody's talking about the cause. And, and if you keep pointing the finger, three fingers are pointing back at you. You're, you're pointing the finger straight at the government. I am absolutely pointing the finger yeah. at the government and policies that are creating there's no, there's no individual, divide in our there's, society. There's, there's, there's no, creating huge divide. Deliber- you're saying they're doing it deliberately. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that they're doing it deliberately. I'm saying that there's capitalisation on on situations where they, they, they shove in laws when nobody's looking. They change things when no one's looking. They don't look at the things that they should like be what? looking at. Like what laws That's did the they put issue. in? What laws right. did they bring in when nobody was looking? I would, I would I'd need to go and get a textbook on that and look that up to have that conversation and that debate properly. Well, no, you're the one who said they brought in. You're the one who just said they brought in laws they when, no, when nobody was looking. Or they don't looking. vote in things. So, so for example, for disabilities, they didn't um, finish the vote. The main, but I can't talk eloquently about it because I don't know enough about it. But I just know from the people in my circle where mm. the European, the European law um, for disability for people that have disabilities. Uh, are there to protect people. We didn't finish that vote. We didn't vote on one particular aspect. So therefore, there's no rights to protect people with disabilities in this country. And like, uh, I don't even know what the, the stats are, but like, we need to be looking after each other. We need to be looking after everybody. And if we don't look at the cause, we will continue to have a fractured society. Okay. And that's the we elephant have, in the room. We have, um, yeah, I, we, Rachel, we, uh, there's, there's a, and, and, and I don't know whether you saw this, a statistic today and don't know who, who we're going to give credit to or blame to but Irish teenagers generally this was an OECD study which is a reputable international body Irish teenagers are the, are the second most literate uh, group in, in the world Rachel is gone I'm told don't know what that, that was by her choice but anyway I appreciate you phoning in Rachel Joe at rt.ie Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Okay, Connie Dolan. Connie, good afternoon. Joe at rt.ie. Hi, Joe. Um, yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, Tuesday I was in town. I had I was at the hairdressers and it was around lunchtime and when I was finished in the hairdressers I came out and I was on Grafton Street 
I saw three very young policemen and they were chatting there together. And at a later stage, I saw two policemen. Now, it could have been the same ones that had been chatting earlier. So I can't say I saw five policemen, but I saw three chatting together. And I thought, isn't that lovely? It was a lovely, fine, sunny day, lovely atmosphere in town. And I thought, well, that's great. But now that I hear what you're saying, uh, I wonder if there was a police presence on Henry Street or O'Connell Street. Yeah, but there's still, like, there's nothing, there's nothing to beat Henry Street in the month of December with all the street traders. It's absolutely incredible atmosphere. Oh, and I know great that. shops like Arnott's and great streets like Moore Street. Absolutely. And hopefully, absolutely. Th- hopefully that hasn't changed. And hopefully today I, we'll, we'll get some answers in terms of, one, how that man is that was attacked in broad daylight yesterday doing his job I know. in Moore Street. And uh, Grafton Street's a wonderland. You know that, Connie. Uh, we'd I know. T- we'd be there and hopefully <laughs> it, it's... But it I agree totally. And I'm not saying I don't down uh, Henry Street or Connell Street. Of course I do. But I'm wondering now, you know, uh, is it safe? Well, it is. And uh, and there are no guards to be seen. Now, I'm just saying it happened that I saw guards on... on, Yeah, um, on the Tuesday after the 23rd. On the Tuesday. I don't know if they're there today. Okay, well, we're soon. Well, we're hearing stories anyway. It's yeah, different. No, it's yeah, very, okay, it's, okay. It's very disappointing okay. that we're told that there's going to be a guard at present, and now we're hearing there isn't. Okay, okay. It's, it's Con- really not good. Okay, Connie, a very happy Christmas to you in Dublin City and beyond. Thanks, and he's Connie Dolan. Stephanie Regan. Stephanie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Um, you, you were in Grafton Street yesterday morning. I was in Grafton Street yesterday morning, um, Monday morning, and I was just... Now, I'm delighted to hear from that, that lady who just spoke, and she said she saw some guards, but it was funny. I just myself took note of it, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, it's kind of a pussy. I thought I thought I would see, uh, you know, feel a presence of Gordy, and I thought it would... I thought it was the kind of reassurance that people needed, so I just noted it. And then when I was when I was in the car earlier and and listened to that awful story about the security guard who was mm-hmm. you know hit to the floor and all of that, I just thought we have to get on top of this. I mean, look at the people, look at the look at all of these businesses who are in you know open armed waiting for the, the time of Christmas and. If people don't go in and feel comfortable, and I must say, I would definitely be going down the Ornitz, you know, Henry Street area. Love to do that at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And you just feel you have to help people to feel reassured. It's the optics, you know. We know things can happen. And did we you... know we can't take away all the risk, but you have to, yeah. there has to be a presence. There's a million people in, in Dublin. There can't be a million Gardaí. I take that, I take that point. Of course. But, well, I, and I know why you were in Grafton Street yesterday, if, if I recognise your voice, Stephanie, because you, yes. you were on the Pat Kenny show on radio, <laughs> right. g- yes, g- yes. Give, giving, giving out advice. Now, wait, and yes. you say you noted a total absence of, of uh, Garda presence on Grafton Street. What's, in other words, it's, it struck you, did it? Well, it just struck me because in light of everything, it was the first time I'd been in town, in fact, in the last three weeks. And I just kind of thought, oh, that's interesting because I just kind of thought I would see a sort yeah. of like a visible presence. You know what I mean? Where where I thought it would be obvious and different even to the way it used to be. And uh, and I just thought, wow, that's strange. Absolutely no one. So I would have been in Dawson Street, Grafton Street, and I was in from 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock. 
Okay. Now, Stephanie Regan, if you you are the Stephanie Regan, I think you are. You were also a Fine Gael yes. candidate, isn't that correct? At one stage, oh, once in a hundred years. Once, I know, but what, what advice would you give to Helen McEntee? Well, I just think quite simply, the optics are important. You have to have Garvey on the street. Uh, and I think if the Gardaí are nervous, then there is backup required. What is wrong with having the presence of army support? And I don't mean that mm. in any sort of, well, that was, you that, know, doesn't have to be an aggressive way. Yeah, but the first, just, Stephanie, first of all, if the army were on the streets, it would be international news. We wouldn't have a tourist. True. We wouldn't have foreign direct investment. I don't think we need the army somehow. Well, should we have? Well, should we have? And I mean, I'm not an expert on this. Hmm. Should we have instead, instead to back up the Gardaí, these new Gardaí? We've heard a lot of a lot of talk uh-huh. about that new Gardaí fresh out in the street. That you know, we used to have the special armed armed unit who could be called in, but maybe we need a little of their presence around. Well, yeah, the arms, yeah, the arms support units. The armed support units travel, they're high-profile vehicles, they're the ones with the red, the BMWs with the red strip on the side. But they're, high, they're highly, Maybe they're we highly need them dense. In well, the there's city more. Yeah, well, they have to, the Gardaí argue, I, I saw a study recently where they they worked out that if, if you needed an armed support unit in Dublin city centre, that at any one time they could get there within eight minutes or something. But anyway, I take your yeah, point and I take I take your, I, I take, I take your observation, Stephanie. Thanks. If they were indeed. hovering, if they were yeah. hovering, they would be there in one minute. Okay. They would be there. That's the point. Okay. Stephanie Regan, good to meet you. Good to meet Francis Kyo. Francis, what happened? Uh, hi. Uh, hiya, Joe. Uh, yeah. A couple of weeks back, uh, it was actually Halloween weekend. Uh, I was in the GPO and I was posting a letter. Uh, after posting the letter, I just put my bag on the counter. I was sick for my bag and okay. I took my purse out. And basically, as soon as I took the purse in my hand, it was grabbed by a woman that went running okay. with the purse. So uh, I, I ran after her. Uh, mm-hmm. I shouted, stop that woman at the door. Okay. Uh, a big, tall Spanish guy stopped her and grabbed her by the collar. Uh, I went right up to her and said to her, give me back my purse. She threw the purse and cursed at me and got away. Uh, The security guy said to me, did I want the police? And um, I said, I do. And within a few minutes, a vanguard and a guard came to my assistance, which were very, very nice people. They were very good. And I just, in defence of the guards, they were there. Um, very good to me took all my details and in fact uh, the Monday after it happened I got a phone call from one of the guards mm-hmm. to say how I was how was I was excellent. I okay excellent very sorry to hear what happened to me and yeah. not to let it defer me going into, into town again well done but I just wanted to defend the cops they were there okay. straight away yeah yeah, and so. it's still I take and it's still retrievable I know people are and um, people are, are are extra vigilant at this time mm-hmm. and extra sensitive as we've heard from a lot of our callers to uh, yeah. guard of presence and they want they want that reassurance and Absolutely. when they don't see it as happened yesterday they will contact us and hopefully yeah. there, hopefully there will be will be a reaction by the way was anything taken out of your handbag Francis uh, no, no, she had You're the purse in her hand and, and basically she wasn't so, she wasn't able to get out of the because she was cut so quick. Uh, okay. So, uh, 
actually, I don't know whether you remember me, but I got a defibrillator fitted. Um, I was on your show on a funny Friday. I was talking about my, getting a defibrillator and my dog had the same condition. Okay. I have a defibrillator and I okay. never ran as quick. And it worked 100%. <laughs> okay, well, yes, I might get one. Where can you get Can you get them in the pound shop? <laughs> yeah, and batteries included. <laughs> okay, how is your dog? Oh, the dog is doing great, thank God. Not about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my, my defibrillator is working 100% well anyway. Done. So. Well done, well done. That's, that's Francis. <laughs> Francis Co. Good, good humoured, Francis. Thanks indeed. Back after this break, Joe with RT.ie. And remember, come head or high water, or we've done it. We've done it one year in minus 10 degrees in Grafton Street. And the following Christmas Eve, it was plus 10 degrees. So there's a difference of 20 degrees in the temperature. Nothing has ever stopped us apart from COVID from COVID stopped us doing Grafton Street. This is the 49th year um, that it's, it was started by Gay way back in 83, um, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, and this is, yeah, we're, we're, we're near the 50th anniversary anyway of uh, the beginning of it. Uh, we would be there on Christmas Eve morning. And Christmas Eve, obviously, is on December 24th this year, which is obviously a Sunday morning. But uh, we will be there as uh, as whatever every Christmas Eve. The day of the week does not change the appointment. Uh, see you there back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. People, especially in the capital, are extra vigilant, I think, since November 23 and with good cause um, as to the presence of um, Gardaí, on, sorry, the visible presence of Gardaí, the visible reassurance of Gardaí, especially in our city centre. And we were contacted at the start of the programme by Margaret and she witnessed a, a savage attack on a security man doing his work yesterday in Moore Street in Dublin, uh, very badly beaten, including when he was on the ground um, by by an assailant. And uh, she was very upset in that she didn't see. There wasn't a guard, and not just on that street. But she then, after the man was helped back into his, his business premises, um, she then walked down Henry Street, across by the Spire, and down North Earl Street, uh, across Marlborough Street, down Talbot Street, towards Gardner Street and Amiens Street Station and she didn't see a guard and that was that was her commentary but she was deeply traumatised by what she witnessed, that poor man and let's hope, let's hope he's okay um, physically physically at least Aoife, you're, in, you're on patrol for us in Dublin now are you Aoife? Well, I've just left the city now, but okay. uh, when what? I, I was travelling through the city there an hour ago, and right. okay. I, I lost count of the amount of Guardia. So okay, tell me, take me on your journey. I came in through uh, the the North Keys, travelled over the bridge over towards Stephen's Green, Dawson Street, travelled okay. by the Keys again, the South Keys, and then travelled out through the South Keys. Okay, and you saw lots of Guardia? Various two, three, four guardy together in different okay. streets. Dawson Street, O'Connell Bridge, uh, and both sides of the Keys, and various cars and a couple of motorbikes as well. So okay, well, I just wanted to point it out that I wasn't looking a, for them, but they're very okay, obvious well, in their well high-vis well done. And that was, that was within the last hour, was it? Yes, yeah, okay. I'm not quite home yet. Well done, but, yeah. well done, well done. Okay, Aoife, well observed. Angela... Good afternoon. Yes, Joe. Uh, yes, Joe. Your point, please, Angela. 
we were in Belfast for three nights and all along the city, everywhere we went, there was police cars, um, police on foot. Um, mm-hmm. Very helpful. We could even stop, ask them for directions for places. Um, we just noticed it, actually. Everywhere we turned, there was police. Mm-hmm. Every day. This was midweek. Evening, during the day, every time. Okay. And then what's your experience? And I don't know, are you from Dublin, Angela? Or been in Dublin? We used to go to Dublin shopping for Christmas, but we won't go now. Uh, why? Why? Because we're too scared. Scared? Because okay. I, I, and I don't, I don't understand it. If you're, if you're scared, you're scared, and there's nothing I can do to dilute that. But what, 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 what would have made you so scared, Angela, that you wouldn't come? Have you come up before on December the eighth? Always, it's it's changed now with the world we live in. Um, yes, we used to come and we used to shop for Christmas and we felt it a nice experience. Yes, it is. Now, the last time we were in Dublin, it wasn't Christmas time. It was sort of um, maybe autumn time. Mm-hmm. And we were staying in O'Connell Street. Okay. And we never witnessed anything like it. That's three years ago, I would say. And we were, um, we was to walk down the street and someone might jump out of a doorway, which was a closed up shop. One man was dripping in blood. It challenged us for money. Oh, God. Then we were going along and there was people fighting on a side street, men and women, they were drunk. Um, It was just, it was a dirty-looking city. It was Mm. just violence. It was just a place I wouldn't want to go back to, really. I just use the airport if I need it. That's it. Oh, God. Well, that's a pretty awful description. It's obviously a true description of what you saw. It's a true description. People fighting, urinating. Yeah, and this was 12 o'clock in the day because we took the bus and we were coming some side street from the bus hours to Cranel Street. And that's the first thing we've seen at 12 o'clock. A woman having a shopping trolley and she fighting with two men and they're all drunk. That was the first thing we've seen. Then you go down O'Connell Street and you see them standing around all on drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not not everywhere, but then we were, as I said, went out in the evening and all those people, you'd be scared and you'd be scared of your handbag and shops and everything. So I thought, no, we're not coming back here. OK, OK. OK, Angela, and, th- thanks And indeed. I don't know what they're doing about it. They're yeah, doing well, 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 I think after... I don't know, but I think after today, if if given the description people gave of yesterday, in that part of the city, may may change in terms of visibility. Anyway, Angela, good afternoon, Margaret. Angela and Sligo, Dolores. Good afternoon. Hi, Joe. You came. What did you see last Thursday night? The Thursday after this uh, November twenty three. So it's November thirtieth. What, what did you see, okay. Dolores? I come into I come out to Dawson Street and on the corner of Dawson Street and I'm oh, sorry, I come out onto Nassau Street, the corner of Nassau Street and Dawson Street. Yeah. There was, I'd say, at least eight guards with uh, batons. So okay. it was, well, I suppose it was both reassuring and saddening as well to see in our city, you know. And they were, they were standing... But they, they were standing were, on that corner. And your point is they were, they were highly visible. They were highly visible and there was a lot of them, as I say, at least eight. There could have been more even. Okay, did you see, did you... Did you perambulate much further? Where did you go? Did you see more guards? I just went up and got on the bus in Dawson Street. Like okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that safe in town anymore, especially at night. Well, even when you see that number of pub- but even when you saw those that number of public order guardie, eight of them. 
on Thursday. Uh, would, that, would that not reassure you, Dolores? Well, I suppose, yeah, it was reassuring, but also I have lived in the Middle East in the past, so it kind of reminded me of living in an environment where there was, you know, soldiers and police everywhere, you know, it was mm. a bit scary as well. Okay, okay. It's a hard balance, I take that point. Thanks, Dolores. You, Hurricane, you, good afternoon, of the Boar's Head in Capel Street in Dublin. You. How are you, Joe? Good, good, good. Uh, listen, Joe, as a Dublin business owner, city centre on the north side, uh, one of your researchers contacted me there just about the guard of presence in town, wanted to know okay. as a business owner. Since Thursday night, I would have to say it has improved 100%. Since the 23rd? Since the 23rd, we had we were looking for this all along uh, as a group of div- Dublin business owners okay. that are and in members the last, of Dublin. Okay, that's in the last few days, Hugh, what's it been like? Brilliant. Okay. Like there's plenty of guard of presence around. You know, they're not going to be able to cover every corner of the street. Of course, of course. But, but like all night there, Friday night, Saturday night, all during the day, Sunday, uh, there has been great guard of presence. Now, Helen McEntee, Pascal Dunhow and Simon Copney have met with the Dublin city centre businesses. Okay. Because this is our best time of year to try and make revenue covering the January. Know, they, they, have, they met with Dublin business, business owners here on the north side on Saturday morning and they assured us that we would have this guard, guard of presence right through to the middle of January mm-hmm. but also that there was no cliff edge. Okay. Um, and when you, when you WhatsApp, when you WhatsApp, I must give out the WhatsApp number, that reminds me actually because we have, and we will have a new WhatsApp number coming very, very shortly but the WhatsApp number is 0871843709 but Cable Street has, uh, is pedestrianised from 11 o'clock every day. Isn't it? Correct, yeah. Does that yeah, help? Because that's controversial, it isn't has, it, on yeah. the street? It has, it, it has helped a lot more than, you know, it's better. It has worked out really better than I thought. Um, it's attracted more people onto the north side of Dublin. Like, like I still go back to, like, 2019, if you were standing on Cable Street Bridge on a Saturday night, would you walk up? But no. Now mm-hmm. it's a thriving street. You know, you have a lot of great restaurants and bars on it, yeah, you know, yeah. retail, new coffee shops okay. open okay. all the time. So that's, and then you have all the new hotels opening around us, Yeah, you know? and is footfall up or down, Hugh, have you noticed? It's up. Up, okay. okay. It's up, yeah, we'll finish, we'll finish, we'll finish on that. Thanks indeed, Hugh. Just to remind people, the riots, the, the eight people that lost their jobs in the Holiday Inn, uh, oh, the riots and they were on our programme when they were within minutes of being laid off. A number of them have got jobs and, and a lot of them have got job offers. Also, there's a GoFundMe page for that uh, five-year-old uh, girl that was uh, injured so critically uh, on Parnell Street East on November 23rd and that GoFundMe page I've tweeted it there at Joe Liveline is Barog de Colleen Bjog in other words uh, a hug for for the little girl and um, Roisin Fitzgerald is organising this fundraising appeal on behalf of JA which is obviously initials but that's the GoFundMe page uh, for that child we will be back tomorrow 1.45 Tara Lockrugant produced and Ray Darcy is next 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie